137 million? Yes, and if I don't pay up, I'll go to jail for tax evasion. <clears throat> I'm crazy enough to take on Batman, but the IRS, no, thank you. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort, so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 81. I am joined once again by Joseph. Wild West Kemp Style. Nations. And this is the show where we remind you politics ruins everything. I'm David Lacey. Joseph, how are you doing? Yeah, man. I'm not doing too bad. The air is pretty, you know, uh, musky here. I'm hot. Um, waiting for this volcano to go down. Hopefully Frodo will hurry up. Uh, oh, by the way, <laughs> Why? I do have a better joke for you. Like I did a joke on the last uh, entertainment episode, I think. So I got another Oh, yeah, you. yeah, your awkward exit from the show. Yeah, uh-huh. but this time it's not going to be an awkward exit. Uh, <laughs> so in light of Florida removing Disney's special self-governing status, they're making a new theme park on Epstein Island. I need a butcha. I don't have. Do I have anything? You should have just played Alex Jones going. They're demons. Yeah, he's a demon. <laughs> I don't. I got to get a butcha. I I don't have anything that's even close to. Or come on, that here's was a this good one. one. This is a little dark. Oh <laughs> man, but all right, yeah, I'm doing man. Well, anyway, so let's get to the value for value. Yes. If you go to our show notes, you can go to our, our direct.me link and there you'll find our all of our social media there and how you can donate to the podcast because we use our YouTube channel if you're listening to us on YouTube because we utilize the value for value system here, which, you know, we are giving you a value and you can donate to us in uh Whatever perceived value you think you're getting from us, whether if that's a dollar, a hundred dollars, a million dollars, whether if it's also subscribing to us on YouTube, commenting, engaging with us, sharing our social media and or sharing our podcast and our YouTube and Aussie page on social media by word of mouth, anything, any value you're getting from us, you can donate to us in return. And you'll find our PayPal link where you can set up $1, $5, $10, $1,000 monthly donations. Um, you'll find our Bitcoin wallet where you can donate to us in the form of Satoshis or Bitcoins. So, yeah. The member the best things you can do, download our podcast episode, subscribe and follow us and engage with us on YouTube, and then share our podcast and YouTube channel everywhere. Exactly. Yep. Nailed it this time. Didn't forget like yeah. I did in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, in the first one. Sorry, we talked about it for like 10 minutes in the other episode. It was good. Yeah. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that that one. It was a little off the wall. Um, all right. Well, why don't we go ahead and just jump into these stories. Uh, Let's do it. For this week. Um, we got a, a few Lord of the Rings things that we need to talk about. So this this first Lord of the Rings story is actually something that's from a couple of years ago. This was written in 2014. Um Orthodox Church criticism halts plans to build Eye of Sauron, or Sauron, I can't talk today, uh, in Moscow. Um, this is, I, I got to give a, a quick shout out to Jake D, who is uh, a friend of mine uh, and the person who showed this to me. It's, nice. um, yeah, you, uh, I'll just, I'll read a little bit of this so for, for everybody um, this is after the project received some criticism, a Russian art group's plan to build an actual Eye of Sauron without all of the orc labor, of course, in Moscow have been scrapped. Svechny, a Russian art group, planned to attach a real-life recreation of the Eye of Sauron, the all-seeing eye uh, that looks, uh, looks like an ever-burning fireball, to the 21st floor of a Moscow skyscraper. While not officially commissioned as a promotion, the group wanted to celebrate the release of The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies. Uh, When the project was made public, however, Svichny faced some blowback for the project, not just because the eye is horribly creepy, but because the Russian Orthodox Church spoke out against their plans. 
this is a demonic, a demonic symbol. Uh, Vesvold Chaplin, the Russian Orthodox Church's head of public affairs, said in an <laughs> appearance on the Russian ra- uh, radio station. I haven't read this. So. Um, such a symbol of the triumph of evil is rising up over the city, becoming practically the highest object in the city, he continued. Is that good or bad? I'm afraid it's more likely bad. Just don't be surprised later if something goes wrong with the city. Um, <laughs> foreshadowing? Yeah, right. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I'm going to be, oh, if I'm being totally honest, I'm sure the uh, the Ruski uh, Orthodox Church is probably... Um, cuddled up pretty close to old Pootie Tang, um, and that that has more to do with it than it being a mm-hmm. demonic symbol. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious, a demonic symbol. Yep. Tell me you don't know Lord of the Rings without telling, or tell me you don't know J.R.R. Tolkien without telling me you don't know J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, um, and the significance of the eye. Uh, yep. I mean, they could prop one of those up on the White House if they wanted to. They could just about any, Very much. anywhere. Uh, yeah, I just, I thought this was really funny. I, I, when he, when Jake sent this to me, I thought, uh, we had both originally thought this was something that was recent and it was like, oh no, I wonder if those people are still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I just thought this was, was, was a nice little, uh, story and in a weird way, timely considering everything that's going on in the yes. world. Um, they could put one of these up on Amazon too, over their headquarters. They could, you know, I feel My like master. I was gonna say Bezos as well. Yeah, exactly. I was like, in a different time, uh, this might actually happen. But considering um, the 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 culture behind uh, this project and everything going on in uh, uh, you know mainstream media and and all mm-hmm. that, it, it's just not surprising that um, you know you don't see anything like that anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah it is kind of crazy especially you know with uh you mentioned amazon them buying the rights to the hobbit and uh, now trying to i'm sure they're going to try and think they can remake lord of the rings um there's certain things i think you should be i'm about that to cough excuse me oh man <laughs> i don't know what happened on that one you didn't hear me right nope all right, I think I'm good. Hopefully, I don't have any Joseph's dying live on the saliva air. Saliva, any over over here on my face uh, <laughs> for YouTube. But uh, you know, thinking they're going to be able to remake the Lord of the Rings, probably. Uh, I understand the Hobbit; that makes sense. Uh, but don't think Amazon should be doing it. But going against wishes of J.R. Tolkien, he never really wanted any one place to have control of his works, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, hopefully, you know, apparently, word on the streets is, uh, uh, what's that, Lawrence? I forget who. United Way originally got the rights to The Hobbit, I think The Lord of the Rings, too. Um, and then they sold to, what's his name, Carl Lawrence, or whoever it was in the UK um, or wherever. Uh, but apparently, they're filing some patents on The Rings of Power um, or whatever. But speaking of The Rings of Power, that trailer now has three million dislikes. Yeah, so we've been covering quite a bit of what's been going on with uh, this show and yes, over, man, what, the last like two months, give or take, and uh, it's all been really interesting, and for the longest time, uh, that uh, trailer had more likes than dislikes. I mean, mm-hmm. this is in the middle of people posting the same uh, phrase uh, about how evil can't create in Russian mm-hmm. for and in many different languages, uh-huh, right? Uh huh. Well, it's specifically in Russian because they were. It's like it was supposed to be this like joke about Russian bots, mm, and okay. so everyone did it in Russian because they knew that if they had just been posting a lot of that, be, they, everyone would just blame Russian bots because that's what they do every single time. Speaking of the Ruskies, um, yeah, they. Uh, so it, it's like. It's that weird thing that happens on the internet with these like met. I guess you call them like meta. They're like inside jokes, mm-hmm. where everyone you know, anytime a story gets played up, right? Uh, we've talked about this with a number of other things, and a, a group of people come out and they're like, "We disagree with uh, the current narrative going on uh, from the corporate press or whoever it may be," and uh, the the press will come back and they'll be like, "We have all of these things that are going on." Hey, what are you doing? 
I, I didn't mean to do that. I accidentally hit click my, <laughs> uh, my <laughs> like I was going back up to my, uh, to view, um, this, uh, YouTube picture and, uh, the screenshot I took and I accidentally clicked my button right when it was over my camera. And so I was clicking back on it to no access my camera, access my camera. <laughs> Joseph has ADD. Yes, I do. <laughs> anyway, so the corporate press, what they do a lot of the time is once a, a group has come out and, and said something like that, they'll come back and essentially just call them Russian bots. Uh, it's, it's happened yes. with a lot of different groups. And it's essentially if you go against the mainstream, they're going to kind of dehumanize you and, and say these people aren't real. This isn't a, a real thing. Uh, hoping that all the people that are watching them are going to be like, oh, yes, uh, these people know what they're talking about. They're real journalists. They would yes. never lie to us about anything. <laughs> we can completely trust them. It's interesting you say that because uh, uh, there's it's not neurotic or as, even though they have reported it. Uh, it I forget the, the original uh, content creator's name on YouTube, but and I've watched them a few times too, but they've deleted over uh, 28,000 comments on the uh, Rings of Power trailer. Yeah. And all of them saying that quote. And so... Well, people are people are getting smarter about screenshotting like everything, especially from mm -hmm. suspicious companies or people or whatever the case may be. It's like you you take a screenshot of something because people will delete stuff and try to pretend as if it never happened because they'll be like, well, if you don't have evidence of the thing, then it definitely wasn't real. And yeah, so and people people are like, all right, bet here's yep <laughs> here's Here your evidence. What makes this interesting is like you're right. So it took about a couple, I would say a week or two uh, when this trailer posted for the dislikes to finally overcome the likes, right? Um, I mean, yeah. the UK one was pretty immediate. It was it faster was, than the it American one. It was really one. slow. Uh -huh. But the American one was slow. And then it finally was like at 180 dislikes to 100 and 100, 110 likes, right? So it was a pretty significant ratio. And then all of a sudden this past week, uh, it booms up to 1.8. Like within a day, 1.8 million dislikes. Um, and so for those who don't know, YouTube got rid of the dislike function, but there's an extension that you can get for your browser, which will show you the dislikes. Um, and YouTube claims it was for small content creators, but we all know it's for the White House and for large uh -huh. corporations to protect their interests. Uh, and without getting into weeds of that and explaining all the ins and outs, uh, you know, you could say it's within the realm of possibility. It could be a uh malfunction of dislike extension right but there hasn't been any other videos even ours um for me checking that has shown any slight of variation like with this video and so what was interesting it went bloomed up to 1.8 million then they deleted some down to 1.2 and i was like hmm interesting then it went back uh i think it went up to 1.9 and now it's at 3 million dislikes, uh -huh. yeah which is an insane amount. I mean, companies like so, you know, Disney have deleted comments and dislikes before in the past, but I mean, this is just like having it in real time is so important to so people to wake up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what's weird about it? I just I just checked real quick. Cause I had put the like to dislike ratio on the trailer in one of our videos mm -hmm. um, on the thumbnail, mm -hmm. and it was a hundred and two thousand likes to 189,000 dislikes at the time. And that was about a month ago. Mm. So following the 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 logic, right? It, there's only two things that were happening. They were either manipulating the likes to dislikes. Since the beginning. Right. Or within a month of us posting that video, and that trailer had been out a long time. Like usually that stuff, what, what happens with the like to dislike um, on a video is that it it hits a high point and then starts to taper out over time mm -hmm. What this is is that it was low and then sometime within the last month in really within like the last like week or so of us talk like now recording what we are recording currently that hit a massive uptick <laughs> of dislikes and then completely dropped off dude we can now pretty much guarantee that this is going to be a fun catastrophe to behold because it oh, makes no man. sense why they haven't released a full trailer by now. Yeah. This short it's amount of time. Weird. I mean, it's April and this show comes out in September. September. We don't have, yeah, September 2nd of this year it comes out and we don't have a full trailer yet. 
This oh, is going to be bad. Hey, guess what? This is what happens when you hire the people you chose to hire. Who don't have a love for the source material and people and especially with Tolkien's fan base, which is a lot powerful than any other fan base. I say powerful in the fact of it's a ton of people all over the globe that already enjoy it, that know it like the back of their hand and can see the corporatism behind this. Right. The uh, disingenuous disingenuousness. Yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. Um, it, Hopefully some of these (laughs) other fan bases figure it out man because um and as we say man i'll say it every time stop supporting people who don't like you mm-hmm. you know so uh, it's just that simple do what you can get to 49 percent. this is what we yeah 51 percent. this is what we talk about all the time is like it to a degree you got to get your percentages in um mm-hmm. and you're because you know i've seen some arguments from people where they're like well I, I guess it's it comes down to that like purist nature behind things is what I'm mm-hmm. trying to get at. Um, they'll be like, well, everyone should get away from it. It's like, well, if we don't, if you and I, depending on what it is, don't pay for certain things in order to watch this stuff, um, we're not going to be able to properly talk about it. Right. In in a edu- and we'll say in an educated way, not in an expertise kind of way, but in an educated, in an educated kind of way. way. And you know, some someone could at, say, "Well, you could just pirate it, or whatever." And my my only argument for that would be, it's like, well, because we put B roll in a lot of our footage, um, because I I record a lot of that so that we can get B roll. It's like it's going to reduce the quality of the content that we put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's and it. it's illegal too. Yeah, that yeah, of course. Um, right. So there's you know, so. there's a. Um, there's certain levels of it, and everyone kind of has that. Uh, what would you call it? Like a. Uh, everyone has that line. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Everybody it, has their own line regarding this stuff. If you're upset about it, if you don't want to support it, absolutely cancel these subscriptions. Get rid of this stuff. Um, there's plenty of other content out there from people who are either smart enough to keep their mouth shut, or um, you know, maybe they they align with you more with whatever ideological thing that you feel that you need to have in that case. Um, That's really what it comes down to. And I think you're right. It's like, do your best to get away from companies that are doing things that are somewhere between awful and morally questionable. Um, And then when it comes to things like this with Amazon and Lord of the Rings, don't watch it. Get rid of uh, Prime if you can. Um, downvote it into oblivion when it comes out, whatever you feel is necessary to do. Um, but also, if people don't feel the need to do that or they take a different course than you do, don't. Like, yeah, it's a don't weird, badger that's a, everybody saying, oh, yeah. you must cancel Prime. No, it's a weird thing ability, to gatekeep. Yeah, some people understand that when you live out in a rural area, you don't have a lot of access to things. And so it's kind of like, you know... It, it, there's a means of which people want to live an easy life, right? Sure. Uh, or a less complicated life. And so if that's one of the things, but they're doing other things rather than just that, maybe they have, you know, uh, a farm they're running or whatnot to where they're not reliant um, on corporations and other aspects. You know, everybody's doing what they can, again, to get the 49% and then get over the hump, the 51%. Mm-hmm. If you can get the 51%, then, okay, now you're there. And, you know, I think an easy way of doing that is, you know, by not having a Disney subscription, yep. uh, by not having a subscription to these, all these other services helps. David and I get to review it, kind of let you know. And, you know, again, these people don't like you. They don't care for you. They're making it plain. I'm not saying it. They're saying it. So take them out their word. They go against your values. They go against your morals. And on top of that, they're saying, we don't want you. Yeah. Okay. And don't give them your money. It's not like I'm saying go out and cancel them. No, they're saying it themselves. Right. And it's a, it's a weird thing because in some regard, for instance, like with us and we're, we're doing, um, the show, we're putting these Mm -hmm. videos out, whatever the case may be. Uh, if, if we were to just completely get rid of everything, uh, we'd be kind of shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit because then we, we would be, uh, you know, talking like we know something without having any, any information about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, reduce the money that you're giving them as much as possible. 
find other mm-hmm. avenues to to do these things. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, with hard copies of stuff, it's a great way to do it. So it's like, say you know you don't want to support some company, um, but you still want to be able to watch like Community or whatever the case may be, buy a hard copy of it, and mm-hmm. then that way you've got the hard copy, and then they can't remove episodes of the show. Yep. From something like that. So there's yeah, there's a lot that you can do in those instances and. Um, don't you know it's like we, we can give you advice but don't don't take what we're saying like as gospel like you figure out what method works, works best, best for, for you. you and you know whatever that that line is you um, you deal with it and the best way you can get back at them at them is to support you know people you do like mm-hmm. wink, and then wink. and then within I'm just going to say community even though I kind of hate that word with, mm-hmm. let's just say within the community of people who are having these discussions and fandom and nerddom and whatever you want to whatever you want to call it um have respectful conversations with yeah. the people, especially people who generally agree with you. Like you don't don't say like, well, you're not doing enough, and it's like, all right, well, oh, okay, like because that's what yeah. else do you want me to? It's like, what do you want, want me to say? What do you want me yeah, to say? So exactly. you're not doing enough for for the cause. Be like, first of all, um, there's not a we in this situation. Uh, yeah. This is an individual thing. Um, we all just happen to agree on specific situations yep. um, it's kind of that situation where it's like you're not doing enough like we need to go and like burn Disney down We're like no <laughs> <laughs> not gonna go burn Disney down but I will stop supporting them exactly it's like I- I'll not give them $12 a month dude I'm not even I'm not doing uh, ESPN right all yeah. these different places that uh, I mean sports used to be huge in my life you know this I've cut out a majority basically all sports out of my life with the exception of the UFC because they haven't come out and blasted me or anything like that. So, right. And that's, you know, yeah. ESPN went hyper political, mm-hmm. um, which nobody likes. Right. I mean, it's one of the things that even you and I have talked about where we, we don't want a majority of our content to just be us, uh, talking about politics. Po- yeah. Talking specifically about the politics. It's so tiring. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, these sports that what people don't understand is, you know, having these certain segments of uh, a culture, right? So you have entertainment, movies, TV shows, sports, all these different segments. When you have, you know, this other realm that is all hyper politicized and polarizing. Now it filters in through these other means Mm -hmm. that become hyper polarizing and politicized. We don't have anything to relate to to where we can talk to, right? To where you can just have a good conversation without having to talk about the left or the right. Hey, let's just talk about this movie. Did you like it? Great. That used to be such a great way to start a conversation with yeah. someone. And I like talking. I mean, you people have probably been able to see it in our reviews, but I think because we even did this for the Batman, we, we talked about that one line from Catwoman for like five minutes, maybe. And the rest of it was talking specifically about that movie and the things mm-hmm. that worked and the things that didn't, because that's a majority of the movie. I don't want to spend an entire episode um, talking about like the you know the suspicious lack of uh, males in Halo, for instance, right. right? Like, yes, that's a thing. Let's mention it. Uh, be like they're at it again, right? But let's get down to the core of like why this is still bad. Because mm-hmm. I I guarantee you, someone could create something with an underlying, we'll just say it like uh like woke message, message or yeah whatever the case may be, and. It'd be like, well, you know, I disagree with them on a lot of things, but that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I know in a in a in a different timeline, I think, because the current culture around a lot of that doesn't give me hope because the writing is so bad most of the time. Right. Um, but yeah, I would rather talk about that and the details of that and how great the cinematographer was for this than I than I want to sit and talk about like you know, certain certain people have gotten in trouble on YouTube in particular because they've tripped over their words, if you will, in uh, counting the races of people um, Mm -hmm. or doing weird, just weird stuff that's like, I just don't want to get caught up in that. Yeah, It's not, that stuff does need to be pointed out when Hollywood is, is clearly being hypocritical of the way that they're doing things or they're following some sort of weird, um, manual for how uh you know you need to have certain vision like visuals for the races of people in something or how Mm -hmm. like diverse a specific thing has to be when it doesn't make sense like inclusion writers esv esgs i should say um someone even sent 
me a, uh, a a comment on YouTube from our our Witcher thing uh, this past weekend, I think, and they were talking about how um, it would probably take me too long to actually go find it. Um, oh, actually, no, here it is. I'll just read this real quick. Okay. Uh, she says. This was about uh, Witcher season two. Um, she says, you know, everything in the season of The Witcher is pathetic, and I agree with you. But regarding the diversity in casting, we should appreciate the adaptation, adaptation which I would kind of agree, uh, disagree with because it's like I don't have to appreciate it. Right. You know what I mean? But it's fine. Um, it's a, She said, as Bruce Miller, director of Handmaid's Tale, which is already for me kind of a like, I don't like that show. I have a lot of yeah. I have a lot of issues with the show, but may, that may be more. Some of that is more an outside perspective of everyone being like, "Handmaid's Tale." This is what could happen to America, and I'm like, "Y'all, this is what's going on in the Middle East." Like this show, it's like it's almost beat for beat what's happening in other in, in the in Middle other East. Yep. Yeah, uh, in particular the Middle East. Anyway, so Bruce Miller said this. Uh, uh, apparently, the diversity was a, a big discussion says that was a big discussion with Margaret Atwood about what the difference was between reading the words, um, there are no people of color in this world, um, and seeing an all-white world on your television. Um, and my reply was essentially, I'm not sure if we mentioned it in the review, but it's less about their, um, about it being there, meaning the diversity, and more the world building. Uh, if the people in the world hate those with pointed ears, but skin color is perfectly fine, um, there would seem to be uh, inconsistency. That's really what it comes down to. And I said, thanks for watching. So that's yeah. that's really the standpoint for us. I, I, if it's inconsistent, if you're going to say the groups of people hate the elves because of their pointy ears, but then you have this like multi-culty bar of all these people hanging out together and seeming to be fine. It's it's not because that exists. It's because that is inconsistent. And yes. then on top of that, from sort of like outside of the show itself, we know that exists because they are pushing so hard for that to be a thing um, yes. to ha show the appearance of being above it, of being morally superior um, mm -hmm. to all of the 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 uh you know the quote unquote like um racists out there it's mm -hmm. and that's and, and it's not even that people don't even appreciate an adaption including diverse characters right now i guarantee that if it happened the other way it wouldn't fly right uh but it's not i don't have a problem appreciating it as long as it makes sense in the world that you're building well, and right the, the thing is is it's like why does it have to be something that we stop to appreciate yeah why why is it that i have to like go out of why is it a selling point uh like hey, had, multiculturalism you know, in a movie like why is that a 20, selling 20, point 20 20 20 20 20% of all these different you know races in it yeah you know, it, it's or, like oh we had the perfect casting of all the blah, 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 whatever the case is it's like okay but how's the writing how's the cinematography yeah. how's, how's your story? story it's like can, am i going to be able to connect with these actors and the characters yep. that they're portraying right that's the stuff that specifically in let's just say cinema matters right in the mm -hmm. same way like when you're reading a book there's going to be certain aspects of how that book is written that is the difference between something being good and something that's not good if this stuff like when someone's making something fictional right there's certain laws we've talked about this before on the podcast right that have to you know there's certain a way that you have to create your world to pull your audience into it right it's one of our criticisms of the hobbit is that they couldn't distinguish themselves between is this a child movie or an adult movie you have a, a five ton you know freaking goblin landing after people fall you know hundreds of feet from a bridge landing on top of them and everybody gets up just fine right mm -hmm. uh so on and it's so weird. forth and yeah, it's weird. That's just, you know, one example we could use. And, but and you, you could know, say here here's the thing. It's like you could say to a degree there's a bit of uh subject like it's subjective that that mm -hmm. specific scene. I generally agree. It's like that stuff shouldn't exist, especially the whole like falling hundreds of feet and then this massive thing does the same thing and falls on top of all of your cast and everyone's just fine. 
right? Well, it's it's serious, and what what I mean is like a good it switches from being childish like that. I would say that's childish, okay. Which I'm fine with if you want a movie like that. That's cool, but just be again as we be said, consistent. be consistent. In gotcha. That. Like yeah. that's the thing. Don't switch back and forth between childish and adult and stuff like that. And right, well, where even, it doesn't add up to where that's happening. But then even you in know, that, you have an orc getting killed in the same way, right? Where right. they fall off and they get killed. Yeah, the inconsistency for sure. I think with that scene more in particular, it's um it doesn't make sense for a lot of people but it's it's objective in the sense that there are a lot of people who would look at that um mm-hmm. and really just have no problem with it yeah and, and i bring that but you're that, right the it, reason why i say that is because if you're making a fictional world based off of you know i don't know 800 bc africa there's probably not going to be people who look like me there yeah well the, probably the, not the right? one that it's again it's the one that i bring up all the time with the inconsistency is that scene from black widow where she falls like five stories mm-hmm. and she's hitting all that stuff on the way down and she literally like lands on her feet clutching her side and is basically fine and then a wo- another woman who did the exact same thing is like bleeding out on the ground like she's she's basically paralyzed and you're like one huh? of the things people love about the new Batman movie is because how realistic it was, right? They they felt more connected to it than but, previous iterations of the movie because of the realism, right? Yeah, but behind it, but he smashes into the side of the building going yes. like eighty miles an hour. His face hits a metal bridge, <laughs> and he gets up and dusts himself off, and he's like, "Oh, I'm kind of hurt," and <laughs> and and walks away, and he's like battling crime in the next yep. scene without any sort of repercussion that's that's inconsistency that's yes. the stuff more and in, in the same way where if you're saying races don't like each other in this world but then you have all of these uh uh, uh different skin tones getting along together and you're like okay so you have to be able to explain to me why is it that the pointy ears are a problem mm-hmm. or the you could even say like the dwarves and their women have beards why that's a problem for this group of people but this guy's skin color isn't a problem for people it's not it's not about real world sense? yeah you're you're making uh inconsistencies because you're trying to push um your real world agenda in this it's like that's exactly. that's what we're getting at and that's, and that's a, what keeps happening is people they're taking you know, our modern political climate, right? And enforcing it into things that shouldn't be there. And here's the thing that you hit earlier. They're utopia, just because, if you will. It's yeah, weird. Just because you do an adaption of something, again, I'm going to reiterate your point, doesn't mean someone else has to like it. Even yeah. if you do an adaption of something that's a fictional work that's based on freaking medieval England, right? Uh, doesn't mean if you want to make it a diverse class or not that somebody has to like it. Uh, that's the other thing. And so, but they use that as a settling point, just like they did with the Eternals. When that becomes a primary focus, yeah. then it ruins because, again, it doesn't pull your audience in because there's no rational and logical factor. It's just emotion behind it, right? And so, again, we all agree representation is a good thing when it's done right. I was trying to pull up one other comment that I got on a video for um, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is kind of in a similar vein as what you were talking about. Are you still trying to search for it? No, I got it. Okay. It says, uh, here it is. So I was criticizing Haw- Hawkeye uh, again because there's lots of inconsistencies in it and and, and issues. Um, and someone replied, uh, at least they're, they're doing something and it's entertaining, which again, entertaining is subjective. That mm-hmm. is a hunt. If you say something well, is Hawkeye entertaining. Is not entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that is a subjective thing. Um, these people put a lot of work into these movies. Sure, fair enough. Even though it's a TV show, I'll forgive that. Um, stop discrediting them for minor issues like this. I would like to see what you're doing in this capacity. And I just responded, no, I don't think I will. But this is the thing. This is an argument that a lot of people have where they go, they're working really hard on this. You should appreciate it. I'm like, no. That's not how this works. Someone could make a pizza and work really, really hard on it. But if it tastes like doo-doo, I'm not going to be like, man, I really appreciate this pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That is uh, – can you is – that, is that a logical fallacy? That's a logical fallacy, right? Like to, yes, it to is. To say like 
Do you can work hard at something? Like there's a saying, right, in sports, uh, practice makes perfect. And, uh, you know, I came to realization a little bit later on um, in high school that, no, that's not true. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. You could practice something imperfectly and you're still going to be bad at it. Yeah. You have to practice it the right way in order to get better at it, right? And so the same thing here is that just because someone's working hard on it doesn't mean it's a good product. Exactly. You can um, work as hard as you want to. Plenty of people work hard and get – David and I work hard and there are people who, who don't like our podcast. And it's fine. Who don't like our you know, YouTube channel, right? That's what these comments are probably getting at. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, they're my favorites though. <laughs> I like them too. I love all the people who like our stuff, but sometimes we get people who come in the comments and they say stuff like this and I'm like, I gotcha. <laughs> well, there's this, there's this thing about like it, the reason why we talk about representation in this manner, to these inconsistencies where it all makes sense in the stories because it just seems forced. doesn't seem done in a genuine way, even if the desire originally is genuine. You know, there's again, you could explain it. You, these are things that you have to explain in storytelling. So it makes sense. Just introducing a world uh, where you're not, you know, knowing your audience, you know, makes it difficult for them to come in. I think it's also permeated within our culture, this age of narcissism where I have to have someone who looks like me. Dude, I enjoy the movie Blade and Blade doesn't look anything like me. I don't want to see myself on screen. I want to see other people. So, you know, in a way it helps me glimpse into what it means to be human, right? So I can yeah. grow and so I can get better. So that's yeah. what storytelling is about. That's why I enjoy Lord of the Rings because I enjoy C.S. Lewis. I'm a Christian. I enjoy the outright, exam you know, analogy of Christ, um, allegories, right? Uh, but I also enjoy Lord of the Rings because of the principles that are drawn and just different things that are – you get inspired mm -hmm. – by the characters themselves, the things they do without it being overt. Yeah. Yeah. And in your face about it. People are going to have different tastes in things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always necessarily make one bad and the other good. Sometimes, right. it, sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. That's a conversation for another day. Um, but you can take something like, um, let's take Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. right? Let's just take, uh, well, you got to really take the trilogy. Um, and we're talking specifically about the movies. Mm -hmm. And then something like Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Mm -hmm. Both, I would say, are entertaining, right? Mm -hmm. Both are not like cinematic masterpieces. I think you can find a little bit more objectivity mm -hmm. in that. Uh, one is clearly uh, an incredible movie and the other one's a piece of trash. The difference is, or, or like where the similarity comes in, is that you can pull entertainment from both of those movies. Yes, you can. What you're talking about, um, I, I think, is coming from two people who were both very good writers, um, and uh, they just had some subject, like their subjectivity in, like, oh, well, I prefer Lord of the Rings to Narnia. Right. Right. That's, exactly. that's where that kind of comes in, um, and it's it's completely fine. And these are the conversations that even with our comment sections, I try to have with people, mm -hmm. or I'm like, okay, I'm I'm trying to get you to understand that you can like something that's bad. Uh, and and that's fine, right? But I'll, all I'm getting trying to get across I is like, like the Hobbit. yeah, here is that. And I don't, I don't, I can't stand those movies. I think people will show, like say like, oh, these movies are so good, and like I'll see clips from them or whatever, and I'm like, no, no. And if you're <laughs> gonna, if you're, if you're going to argue that it's good, at least try to use like better moments from those yes. movies. Like ah, anyway, um, and that's fine. I I have no. It, it's not like I I stay up at night thinking about how people think those are good movies right like i don't right. i don't care like like what you like watch whatever you want to watch um what we're trying to do sometimes is get at like the deeper and, and essence of of how this stuff is made or what's going yep. on with these and how outside influences are affecting things like lord of the rings the witcher he-man all that sort of stuff and so um that is something that should be talked about more it's it's a it, it used to be in to a degree fundamental within nerd culture and we yeah. were allowed to we were allowed to talk about how dumb uh something like the eternals is without all of the well i guess fanboyism has always been around um mm -hmm. but there were a lot of people who were willing to sit and have that conversation with you where you go you know uh it's insane that black widow is able to do the things that she is in her movie she's human she it's like do you remember how she actually died in Endgame, so if that's the case, yeah. why is she able to do the stuff that she is in 
her 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 standalone movie in her Black yep. Widow movie. It that doesn't make sense. That's an inconsistency. And to go, well, you're just thinking about it too much. It's like, well, I guess the conversation's over at that point. Well, again, if these things don't matter in a fictional world, right? These rules and everything, then you know why not have Frodo, you know, the one room being an iPad. Right. Why not? Yeah. Why? You yeah. That's a, that's a good why, point. It's like, why not? Why can't we go crazy? Nothing matters. Yeah. So you know, why does Sauron have to be a dark lord? Why can't he, you know, have white armor now? Why can't the orcs be gophers? Yeah. You know, like, and, and that's the thing is, again, it's not as if there aren't moments where, even with the Halo stuff that we, we've been we've been reviewing every week, yeah. I I will sit and do my best to be like, oh, there was almost something here. Yeah. Or in a better in better hands this moment could work right mm-hmm. it's not necessarily praise for it but it's also not seething criticism which to be fair that show really does deserve because it's terrible terrible it's yeah. so bad it's well, so it, bad we oh like to gosh. criticize people who uh you know that we enjoy to listen to you know yeah. could enjoy um or that maybe we don't you know really care so much to listen to but they just see from an ideological bent from the right you know what I mean? You know to where it's just headstrong one completely away. I'm like, okay, I get where you're coming from. Same thing I can get, you know, on the left, where they're trying to come from. Yeah. Get to the material. What's bad about it? What's really funny, too, um, is I've had these conversations in, like, church settings mm-hmm. where someone will be like, man, our pastor, every week, sermons are bangers. They're just, he, they're always amazing. And I'll be like, honestly, I don't really think so. <laughs> and and it's it's funny because and for those of you that That's aren't aren't really like churchgoers, this is some like I guess inside baseball with a lot of it. It's just it's it's the same thing that has a tendency to happen within political parties where mm-hmm. if you push against uh sort of the the thought process of the the normal everyday person Right mm-hmm. or like the group, you, I don't want to call it group thing. Group it's, it's a little un, maybe a little unfair to call it that, but generally it's like, like commonalities. Yeah, the idea is it's like you don't criticize the pastor, I guess. Yeah. And it's like okay, I can't get behind that in the same way that I can't get behind it with anything, because if we're not able to criticize and and try to do it fairly, if I'm if I'm right. being fair, um, nothing ever gets better. Yep. And you could find yourself in a position where you're watching, for instance, like garbage television or garbage movies, thinking, man, everything they put out is so good. Well, here's the thing. Everything is preaching at you, whether if you're going to literally sure. to a church to listen to a preacher, right? Or if you're watching a movie, listening to music, TV show, a uh, politician, a teacher, your friend, parent, whatever, so, you know, advertisements, things are always preaching to you. It's about knowing what is truth, who is truth, and how to filter that, right? Sure. And so, I mean, that's where you know critically thinking comes into play. Listen, it's being able to analyze what do you want to grab hold into your life and what you don't want to. Yeah, and I think and what I'm getting at with all this is I think again, like we were talking about with all is of that, that your preacher sucks. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. At. He's a good guy. Uh, <laughs> they, um, he's just a bad preacher. Yeah, you you have to be able to have these discussions with people. God. You you're, putting said, words, yeah. you're putting words in my mouth um, <laughs> that you have to be able to have these discussions where you're able to go well this doesn't I, okay so I guess what it starts out at is it, it's kind of a mm-hmm. feeling right you go hmm that was a weird thing to say or in a show huh that didn't quite click right with me why is that and then you sit oh, and you consider absolutely. it and you and then what you do is for instance, I'll come to you and be like, hey, watch this and tell me if I'm off base here yeah. or whatever. That That's and you. We do be, that so many times. Yeah, right. You begin to formulate arguments and opinions and thought processes that way that are stronger, uh, in my opinion, because you've taken the time to think about it instead of yep. walking into a movie. Because this is what happens a lot of times where it's like, you know, you come out of a movie. Right. And someone will be like, that was amazing. Right. And someone goes, well, that was bad. And then the person one way or the other, they go, well, why did you think it was that way? And someone might already have something built together. It's like, well, did you notice this? Did you notice this? And the other person's like, oh, I didn't see any of that. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's the area where you got to go like, okay, you even if you didn't see it, it doesn't doesn't mean that it's good. Right. Right. If you're ignoring what was right in front of your face, 
you might want to watch again, pay closer yeah. attention. And that's and not sometimes things are as blatant as when, you know, there's a jarring statement made in a movie or when you're listening to someone preach that is clearly um, not true. That's a heresy or that's just, you know, takes you out because there hasn't been any built up in the movie or TV show to that point. Yeah. Um, other times it's someone that mostly says or, you know, appears to have said good things and then, you know, slowly along, just like it says in the Bible. Right. Which is I, I really enjoy this to where it says like the devil comes as an angel of light. Right. And I really enjoy, you know, you look at Sauron and he, you know, before he's not allowed to take his fair form of Anatar, he has that, you know, fair complexion comes across as light. Um, we mentioned last week, you know, how common are the hardest, uh, for cops, judges, lawyers to put in jail because they like them. Right. Yeah. And so they have that likable way because if you say something, if most of the time you're saying things that are mostly true, it's easy to sneak, sneak in the lies. And so again, you just gotta be able to honest, be an honest skeptic, honestly think critically think and be able to catch, you know, uh, evil and, and, and lies. So you don't allow them into your garden. Right. So into your life. I agree. Um, speaking of, yeah, we got <laughs> speaking. Hey, I like talking not about allowing stuff. things into your life. Uh, Witcher. I saw that the Witcher season three is in production. Um, they tweeted it out. You can go find it in the show notes if you want to. I'm not, uh, it's right there on the screen for you too. But, uh, you know, my question that I was posed is, is anybody really excited for it? Um, I know based off of, uh, season two, I'm, you know, obviously we're going to watch it, but I'm not, I'm hoping that it's better. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to fail, you know, I want them to do better. Uh, but I'm not too excited for it other than to see Henry Cavill. I'm more curious than anything. Yeah. Uh, this show, I was just thinking about this. This show falls into a weird category when it comes to it does, right? the, uh, let's just say like the fandoms because Halo's really bad, right? He-Man was really bad. Cowboy Bebop was really bad. Um, am I missing anything? Well, Lord of the Rings isn't out yet, but we're, we're pretty yeah. sure that's going to be terrible. Um, Wheel of Time was terrible. Yep. This show fits into a weird middle ground for me because I can, in this, more than most of those other things, point out stuff that I genuinely like. enjoyed about it. Now, yep. a lot of it's from season one, mm -hmm. but I, I, the bar is in such a crazy place right now that I have and a I hard think, time like judging this a little bit because I'm like, yeah. Well, I think the hard thing with season two is it just felt like bleh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it was a letdown in that regard. It was it. It's more like a a slight decrease in my mind. So it's like it's not necessarily a plateau, but it kind of you know if season one was like this, okay, you got something where that you can work with. The world building was bad. You can build on that. And then season two just really didn't do like, as you said, every city looks the same. Mm -hmm. Like the world, you know, all of a sudden, uh, Gerald is able to travel, um, you know, like lightning speed and catch up to Siri or, or whatever. And so, you know, it's just, I don't know, like you're right because it's not as bad as Halo. That's for sure. But the bar is so low that is are we having more of a positive reaction to it than we should yeah you know what i mean yeah i agree and uh, we've pointed out what you know hasn't worked and because of the you know the bad world building they did in season one and in season two um and then the other various factors that's what's led to me not being excited but i am curious and i am you know still hoping that they uh i think they you know at least showrunner she seems to mean well with the things she's doing, but who, whoever really knows, um, and could really care less at the end of the day, just make a good show. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so funny. I, I was just looking at these, uh, these Twitter comments, uh, that are kind of like, cause you're asking like, who's, who's excited about this. And it, it's weird. People are like, some people are mad because, uh, Yasker is not like, they're like, Oh, the family's returning. And they're like, where's Yasker. And then people are legitimately having an argument to be like, the family is referring to Yennefer, Siri, and Geralt. Yasker yes. isn't a part of that. Which is, I'm like, all right, are, are you, none of y'all are like, hey, can you can you actually make it more accurate to the original stories? Can we have some more uh, Henry Cavill in the show? He's yes. he's definitely the best part of it. 
Like, stop making them uh, sit in the background of these yes, things. Man. Can't wait to, re- just... to review the next season and have all these people getting mad at us again about um, the stuff that's like, oh, yeah. Like, someone, I don't know if you, you saw this one. When we put that review out, someone literally s- sent me the, like, screen time for the characters it was like, see, he's not taking a back seat in the show, and I'm like, you're you're not listening. No, you aren't not paying at attention all. to what what we were saying with that. Um, when you have gold, you don't pay a lot of attention to bronze. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You put the focus on your gold, right? And uh, so that's yeah, what agreed. I'm. That's you know that's what I'm saying. Again, this isn't to say I don't think the other actors or actresses. Um, are bad, specifically referring to Siri and Yennefer. But I mean, in season two, all they did is there's this thing in writing called show me, don't tell me. And all they did in season two was blast over the head. You know, we got it in season one too. how powerful Yennefer is. She's a powerful sorcerer, a powerful sorcerer. And it's like, you don't have to con- and, and in season two, it uh-huh. was reminding us how powerful she was as a sorcerer, the most powerful ever, ever. And it's like, you don't have to keep mentioning that. You can just show the audience. And we definitely understood at the end of the first season how powerful she was, right? Because she showed us. And so um, I just think there's this redundancy in it. Uh, you know, I've really thought a lot more about it, especially as I've been watching it again, too, um, slowly but surely watching season two. Uh, and I think I'm coming more just down to the realization if it wasn't for Gerald um, it would just be a bad even worse you know if it wasn't for Henry Cavill I should say Henry Cavill in particular yeah yeah, uh, yeah he, really understanding and, and t- honing into the character and under and you know having that devotion there where it you know comes out to play because they're not really sticking to the stories and being as accurate to the source material as they can be to where it makes sense again it doesn't mean you can't be original and flesh out some other things uh you know i don't think anyone is saying that but when it's not there's a difference in to me inputting my views on a character and my ideology versus fleshing out how the character was wrote written i should say and what that would look like for uh-huh. that character. Yeah, you I know agree. what I mean? I agree. So. Well, uh, let's let's get on to the next story. We got two more that we need to talk about. Um, okay. <laughs> this These next two, I, I, I saw kind of late uh, putting the notes together. And I was just like, ah, we got to talk about them because it's it's almost too 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 funny to, to pass up. Let's um, do it. So Brie Larson is joining the cast of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> so the last movie of the Fast and the Furious, finally. <laughs> Dude, it... I'll admit it would be hilarious if this just like hurts their numbers. Um, <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, I think she's a pretty terrible actress. I I used to early on, um, mm-hmm. I, I defended her a little bit because there were a couple movies I I liked her in, but they were mm-hmm. they were smaller roles. She's in Scott Pilgrim, um, and she yes, plays that she role really well. But it's because she's playing sort of this like stone stone cold like doesn't care about scott um yeah her personality it's really funny she was kind of just playing herself a little bit in that movie (laughs) and say hey you know what some actors are that way and you know they do a good job of playing their self you know with the rock playing uh, the same character over and over ryan reynolds Um, it's true they kind of fit into a mold and it's really funny too because um and i've always hated the argument i that she is uh like an ugly woman no, she's not. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, you're wrong. It was like, especially go back yeah. to some of her earlier Objectively roles. Objectively wrong. Yeah, it's just like, guys, it's not even she's, a subjective thing. Yeah, it's like she's she is, not an ugly woman. She's attractive. It's like, yes, she's been weird recently, and her coming mm-hmm. out with her, like opening her mouth too much in public definitely ruins some of that illusion, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go back, see her, like in Scott Pilgrim, go back and watch her in like Kong Skull Island, she's an attractive woman. So it's like, let's mm-hmm. get that off the table right now because it's, it's so ridiculous that people people think that does she have a terrible personality it seems so um you know her whole like rant about like this movie's not for you um i would love to see like a repeat of that with fast and the furious though i'm you know (laughs) the marvels is supposed to be coming out at some point so we'll see if she's got more to say um but it's it's really funny um I mean, you know, she takes the she's got this Instagram post with Vin Diesel about like joining the family or whatever. And I'm like, this is so fake. It's so funny that in 2022 that actors still think 
that people are like, oh, wow, they're so happy. They must get along yeah. super well. I mean, they might. We don't know for sure. It has a million likes, so I guess there's still quite a few people out there that are um, Falling old feeling breed. that way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's uh, she's joining that. Um, and it looked, and uh, The Rock is not returning. Uh, there was a beef between him and Vin Diesel. I think it, they said back in 2016. Yeah. Uh, there was a feud that began in 2016, so he will not be returning to the Fast and the Furious series. Um, you know, Jason Momoa is going to be on it. Uh, in this one, yeah, Larson will be a newcomer to the franchise and will join Aquaman's Jason Momoa, who is set to play the film's villain. And interesting, the Suicide Squad's Daniela Mel Choir. I don't know. Oh, I have no idea who that is. I don't know either. Uh, Suicide Squad. Maybe she was Ratcatcher in that. I don't know. I'm gonna click. I'm gonna click this and see where it goes. Hopefully, Dude, see if it's right. Um, I'm gonna. I'll Google it. Let's Ooh, see. Play. What's her name? Daniela Melchior. Me, uh, Melchior. Yeah. M e l c h i o r. Let's see. She was in which Suicide Squad? Dude, they didn't. Okay, IGN. She was Ratcatcher. She was Ratcatcher. Hey, that's good on me because they didn't put it in the article. First of all, if you're gonna write a story about someone, put a picture of them in there because it's not like she's she's not Jason Momoa. We don't immediately yeah. know what she looks like and tell us who she played in her most popular role, which I would assume uh, the Suicide Squad is the big like the biggest profile movie she's ever been in. Yeah. Um, these are like simple things. These are simple things. Anyway, right. uh, yeah. So she's gonna be joining Fast and the Furious. Uh, do you think you think she's gonna play a villain? Did it say or is she is she gonna be like? Uh, you think she's oh, she's gonna be like the new FBI agent or whatever, like that same role that uh, The Rock had early on, where he was like he worked for the government in some capacity, and then uh, who knows? Kinda, I imagine they're not gonna turn her into a villain. I stopped um, after the second one. Oh, really? They get good around five. Like five, <laughs> five. I, I have a, a soft spot for Tokyo Drift um, just because I was like obsessed with Japan at that point in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, they're not they're not great movies. They're the, This is a great uh, example of things that are entertaining, but not necessarily good. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a lot of entertainment value you can get out of them. Um, they have been going. The entertainment side of it's been going downhill a little bit. I don't. I, I part of it, I think, it's just like you know, you get ten movies deep into a franchise. There's only so much you can mine. Content. Yeah, there's only so many times you can like jump a car through something. They still haven't gone to space. Still waiting them to like land on the moon That's or whatever. True. I was always hoping that like Vin Diesel, when he retired from these, like he would have to sacrifice himself by somehow using his uh his his black muscle car to. <laughs> to like fly a rocket out of the atmosphere and he lands on the moon and he's like his car's like sitting on the moon and he's like dead inside of the car yeah as some little like send off to his character yeah um, right i don't think but that'll ever happen to the though. top of the car because of you know no gravity yeah a boy can wish but yeah so this is this is just one of those weird things that's happening in uh in Hollywood and everyone it, you know it's being portrayed as like yay brie larson joining the cast of this movie and you're like oh and uh, pass <laughs> yeah right the same way like she i think was supposed to get she was supposed to be like a lead in a trilogy of star wars movies or something like that and everyone's like no please no oh man like don't uh uh <laughs> anyway let's move on to this next story we got to talk about a little bit of jurassic park news um did you read this no i didn't okay so uh is aaron sorkin Who's, who's directing this? Director. It's in here. Okay, so the director. Sorry, I don't want to sit too quiet. We can't have that much. No, you're fine. Air. Sorry, I didn't. I wasn't. I was trying to. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, it's interesting. Tre no, Colin comment. Trevorrow. I found it. You found it? It's okay. Colin Trevorrow. Uh, so Colin Trevorrow did an interview with Empire uh, recently, mm -hmm. and the title of this article is Jurassic World Dominion's Huge New Dinosaur, The Giga, is like the Joker. <laughs> Clearly. Just going to let that sink in for a second. 
so they go into all this stuff. They're like, across five films, blah, blah, blah. Jurassic Park hasn't been good since the 90s. Um, so it says, uh, this one isn't a genetic hybrid talking about this new dinosaur because that's been the case for the last two movies uh one of them they had to use a laser pointer on a gun to direct a dinosaur for who to kill Mm -hmm. uh and it's just a situation where you go like what why not just use the gun yeah right like what um anyway so they're going through all that it's like this is actually like historically accurate or whatever or geologically accurate whatever the case may be anyway uh so he talks about that uh, da, 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 da. So I wanted something that felt like the Joker teases writer director Colin Trevorrow. Um, it just wants to watch the world burn. Uh, as you'll see in the above uh, world exclusive image from Empire. So this one right here with the it looks like mm-hmm. a T Rex but not a T Rex because um, no one has good ideas anymore. Yeah, like right. Why- <laughs> Um, da, 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 wants to see the world burn uh, as you'll see in the above world exclusive image from Empire's upcoming Jurassic World Dominion blowout issue the Giga is set to cause havoc for the film's epic human cast Man, um, and then uh, the rest of this article is literally a paid promotion for Jurassic World Dominion so yes. yeah, there's really not a lot other than him making the statement that this new dinosaur is supposed to be like the Joker um, clearly he and he's talking about the one from uh, the Dark Knight so yes. this causes a lot of issues for a few different reasons um, your dumb dinosaur movie from a franchise that should have ended years ago uh, is making a comparison to what a lot of people would consider one of the best roles ever portrayed uh, <laughs> in cinema yep like not there's no like hyperbole in that like his role even among people who like comic book fans, people who prefer accurate portrayals of characters, normies, uh, cine- like like cinephiles or whatever. I, sometimes I hate the names of these things, but all of these different groups, right, mm-hmm. are generally on board that Joker, like Heath Ledger's Joker, is one of the greatest things that's ever ha- like ever happened happened in that medium. And then Colin Trevorrow comes along and says. My dinosaur is the same thing. Yeah, right. Now, we we like to 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 be a little fair on occasion in in, in our show. Uh, who knows, right? <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. You know what sounds better than Jurassic Park? I sent it to you on Twitter, and it's a Babylon B article. But I'm like, this literally does sound like a better movie than Jurassic Park. Uh, Ken Ham announces new movie where dinosaurs get loose on the ark called Jurassic Ark. More original storyline than what we have now. It's true, yeah. Because all it is is a copy paste. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, and and they're always worse. Like I used to actually, I I went through like a phase um, where I thought I liked the first Jurassic World. and then watched it again not too long ago and was like, oh, it's bad. I was like, I don't know what. I, and a lot of it comes back to hype generally. Yep. It's usually that I, I get hyped about something. It's like, oh, boy, uh, they're refreshing a franchise that I have a lot of love for. And so you watch the first one and it's a like copy paste of the original, but bigger and louder and dumber and significantly dumber and yeah you just you're kind of like wow I, I yeah that was that was pretty great that was way better than i expected and then over time as you start to realize what is going along going on with a lot of this stuff you go back and you're like well let me rewatch some of this you're like oh that is not i uh, that is not as good yeah. as i remember like why did i like this like what that's happened to me you know? many times and to you know i like chris pratt i think he's a, a pretty good actor he He's a little one note to a degree, but mm-hmm. um, not. It I don't. One note. Not as much, I think, as some of the other people who get uh, that we've mentioned. Yeah, uh, he he's he's got a lot of um, charisma in his roles. Um, he does. I think have he a just gets. Charisma. I think he gets typecast a little too much. Um, yeah, like he, you know, the same playing the same character like he did in Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's sense. not the same as with like Ryan Reynolds where he's in mm-hmm. a uh, he's in like a scary movie though. He, you know, I don't if, if anyone's ever seen Amityville Horror, that's probably one of the more like different roles. But it's like he's in he's in Blade Trinity, 
he's the same character in Blade Trinity as he is in Free Guy, and those are very different movies. Like they're not mm-hmm. they're not the same. So yeah, um, the director of the new Jurassic Park movie thinks that uh, his dinosaur is equivalent it's to like Heath Ledger's Joker. Joker. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a bad way to just be like this dinosaur. Like the way that you could go about that is being like this dinosaur is going to be crazy. It it just wants to destroy everything. It has you know. But the thing is, is when you really break that down, isn't that like all of those dinosaurs? Like none of them really. It's not as if there was like complex human emotions that any of them were dealing with. We're talking about a big lizard that was eating people off of toilets. Like that's. So dumb, dude. Hollywood's so dumb. Sometimes just got to keep things simple, right? I agree. And they just can't do that. You can't just have like a simple, dumb dinosaur movie. You have to try to elicit some insane emotion by calling upon one of the greatest roles ever, ever shot uh, in movies. It's crazy. All right, man. Do you have anything else you want to add? That is it for me. Before we close this out. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 81 of The Underground. We will be back next week with more social news and entertainment news on Thursday. Um, It's Tuesday, Thursday, if you guys haven't caught on to the schedule yet. And yeah, until then, y'all take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, force men, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kinda known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. It's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial-up looking for answers. Now what underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle is subject. Your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward. Let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave foil or the oil. They annoy you. You add another snack for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather, control. Your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. <laughs>